This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking, the show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, editor-at-large with Mississippi Today. Our guest today is an educator, a leader, and the fifth president of the historic Connie Woods Country Life School. Will Crossley is here to talk with us about the past, the present, and the future of this outstanding institution whose sole purpose is to educate the heads, the hands, and the hearts of students. So stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, editor-at-large at Mississippi Today. For more than 100 years, the Piney Woods Country Life School in Rankin County has been educating not only the mind, the students, but their hearts and their hands as well. So here today, joining us is the fifth president of Piney Woods School, President Will Crosley. Um, thank you so much, President Crosley, for joining us today. Well, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Uh, good to be with you and, and, um, and good to be more than a listener. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I think this is going to be a great show. You, you've had a very interesting life, and I, I think we, I want to talk a little bit about you, and then I want to talk about Piney Woods, too, because I have been fascinated with Piney Woods since I've moved here. I just I think your mission is, is wonderful. But like I said, we're going to talk about you for a half second. Now, where did you grow up? And you actually did go to, to Piney Woods. You're the first president of Piney Woods that actually was a student there, which I think is incredible, which makes you a great role model for the students. So tell us a little bit about your, your upbringing. Yeah, so I, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. I still remember my uh, childhood address at 9922 South Winston on Chicago's south side and went to, went to uh, elementary school there and um, was a great, great experience growing up. Uh, but um, the schools didn't always offer all the things that we were, my mother was looking for for us. And so when I was in the, uh, going to the eighth grade, I was in the seventh grade at the time, going to the eighth grade, we had the opportunity to uh, learn about uh, this place called Pineywood School and um, applied, and, and I got a scholarship to come and, and be a student here. And, and I had three sisters later. Uh, my sisters will get a chance to come to school here, and so it was really a great opportunity for us. Uh, the the one thing to know about the South Side of Chicago is that you know there's a direct line. South Chicago is North Mississippi, right? There's a direct line from <laughs> <laughs> from Mississippi to Chicago, and so I uh, found out later that my father's family uh, was from Macomb, Mississippi, 
And so we continue to have family right here in the state. So the way you were coming, you were coming home, but you have to, I have to admit from the south side of Chicago to, you know, 20 miles southeast of Jackson, Mississippi was probably a fairly big culture shock for you. It was different. (laughs) I had not been to Mississippi before and uh, had not been really in the country, if you will, uh, before out in in a rural space. And so it was clearly very different, and but it was an experience that, that changed my life. I was uh, able to leave here and, and go on to um, University of Chicago as an undergraduate student, a really great university. I did well there and uh, studied um, education policy and school reform and went on to uh, graduate school uh, education at Harvard University and, um, and, and from there taught school and I worked for state governments, uh, worked for the state of Georgia, law school, followed that, and clerking for um, clerking for federal courts, federal judges, and um, and then the pra- formal practice of law in Washington, D.C., uh, some work uh, in politics, and uh, just before coming back to Mississippi, um, I was an appointee, a presidential appointee at the United States Department of Education, but then I had the opportunity to come back here. Pineywood School, and none of the rest of that would have been possible uh, but for what I learned at Pineywood School. So I, that's I know, ser- yeah, seriously, looking at your career, and I mean, number one, um, you make me feel incredibly lazy and like an underachiever, so thank you very <laughs> much for that. <laughs> your resume, I was, I was just sitting here looking over going, okay, this is absolutely amazing and incredible, too, but every single step of it was like you were just destined to end up in the job that you're in right now. But when you were a student, did you ever think in a zillion years when you're watching the president walk by that you would one day be the president of the school? Well, no. Um, what I did know, what Piney Woods did teach me and what uh, we continue to try to teach our young people today is I knew I was being prepared for something great. I knew that I was being prepared for an opportunity to lead and to serve um, in, in my community in some fashion. It couldn't always say exactly what that would look like, but, but you could tell that that was going on. There's something intuitive and instinctive about the place and the work that uh, communicates that to a young person. And we continue to try to, try to communi- communicate that today. And, um, you know, what I, what I tell people all the time is that I, I am able to do the work I do today because Piney Woods prepared me to do it. And so intentional or unintentional, we're a Christian school. Uh, I'm a Christian. We believe that God has his hands in all things. And so I don't think it's an accident that I'm here. I believe it's a calling. But whether someone believes that or not, intentional or unintentional, I'm confident that Piney Woods prepared me now to serve my community. When were you there? So I was there from 1985 uh, to 1990, so grades 8 through 12. And so um, at the time I was at Piney Woods, we actually started at, well, pre-K in those days. We had uh, younger kids from the community who were there and uh, continued all the way through grade 12. If you go back far enough in our history, um, of course, we had a junior college. This was before we called them community colleges. They had a junior college there at Piney Woods. And so, um, uh, but, 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 when I arrived, but when I was a student there, we had grades K through 12. But I arrived from Chicago in, in the eighth grade. I, if I remember correctly, I was only um, a week from my 13th birthday. So folks can count the, count the years and see how old I am. <laughs> 
well, we're about the same age, so you're not old at all. Trust me, <laughs> you're you're just a young guy. But I, mean, I was just kind of curious. Seriously, I mean, you pull in. You're you're used to living in the South Side of Chicago. You come in, and suddenly you're 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 having to do chores. I mean, that's one of the beauties of Piney Woods is that it, there's a lot of discipline that's involved and a lot of a lot of chores and so forth. Did you buy into the program just immediately, or was it one of those things that took you a while to kind of get what was going on? Well, yes and no. Um, you know, on the you know on the front end, what I knew is that what was happening in Chicago wasn't working. Right. Not just for me, but it wasn't working for young people who looked like me throughout the South Side of Chicago. And so I knew that I wanted a different, a better experience and opportunity. And so from that standpoint, I was completely bought in. But my very first job, my very first job on uh, Pinewood campus was uh, uh, picking peas uh, for for dinner down on the farm. And so you can imagine a you know young 13-year-old kid from Chicago, uh, first time in rural Mississippi, and given a basket and told to go out and get dinner. Um, it, it was different. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was different, and I don't know um, I don't know so much that you buy into it. I, I, I prefer to talk about living it. Um, Piney Woods is about yeah. um, experiential living, right? It's about experiencing your education, not just reading about it in a book, et cetera, et cetera, but it's about a living, learning community. What professors there, what teachers there influenced you the most? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, um, there there are many, um, and you're about to get me into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll never do that on purpose. Let me, hey, let me let me highlight someone. I must highlight, um, sure. though, because it gives me um, huge honor. Um, right now, there's one one teacher I had. I had him in, in the eighth grade. Um, this is my first year at Piney Woods. I had him later um, again for other subjects, but had him for Mississippi history. This is where I first learned about uh, Hiram Revels. Uh, Black Center and all, all of the um, uh, rich African-American history um, here in Mississippi. His name was Sikufeli Liwanika, and, uh, and, and, and he's from Africa. And one of the things that, that happened was that I soon discovered that he was not only my um, Mississippi history teacher, but he also, you know, later was my, my track coach, my cross-country coach, and um, he sponsored other clubs and organizations on the campus, and really our faculty become like father figures to our students. Um, that, that is no less true for me. So it, it gave me enormous um, pride and satisfaction a few years ago when he decided to rejoin um, the Piney Wood School family. So he's working um, here at the school with us now as our dean of student, and um, I, just just enormous um, pleasure that one would <laughs> that one would. Um, would bring himself to work for uh, he who was his student, right? Um, but that's the kind of place Piney Woods is. I was about to say that, number one, you didn't get yourself in trouble, just to let you know. But number two, <laughs> I think you as a president, that has to make you feel really good knowing that one of your employees uh, is out there doing just the things that, you know, that, ch that touched your life so much. I mean, that, that kind of make, gives you a little bit of reassurance as well. When you, I mean, seriously, getting to clerk for judges and getting to work for governors, and I mean, what made you decide to leave all that? I mean, you worked for President Obama, tapped you, which, by the way, that had to be just absolutely a thrill of a lifetime to get a presidential appointment. But what made you decide to come back and, and to come back and serve at the very place where you were at? Well, I believe that 
I believe there are points in life, there are points we reach in life where we have to ask our, ourselves the question, what's it all for? That's a good point, I did, yeah. I, I did achieve things in my life and in my career. Wonderful, my wife Monica and I built a wonderful family, um, now putting two girls to college. I mean, we, we uh, you know, um, had a nice home in that area, and it, just so much was going well, going right. You know, I practiced along world-renowned lawyers. I, um, you know, had a case before the United States Supreme Court. I, I did all those things you talked about. Right. And and at some point, um, you have to ask the question, well, what's next? And what's right. it all for? And so when the invitation, the opportunity came um, to essentially pay it forward, you know, how can one say no? Um, I, I think that those of us who are primary beneficiaries of a place like Piney Woods or any community, right, also have the primary responsibility to ensure that those places are maturing and advancing and thriving into their future. And so um, that, that's the obligation I have. Lawrence Jones, who started our school in 1909, he taught students, and, and Charles Beatty, who now runs Mississippi Food Network, was my president when I was a student at Piney Woods. He taught me, and now I teach our students that to whom much is given, much is required. At some point in life, um, we ought not just to say that, but we ought to live that way. And so that's what I, that's what I aim to do every day. Amen. Amen. Well, it's time for us to take another quick break. And when we return, we're going to continue our conversation with President Will Crossley of Potty Wood School. Stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Can't get to a radio? Well, don't worry. MPB Think and Music Radio are available online and on our MPB public media app. It's simple. Just log on to our website at mpbonline.org to get started. This is MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, editor-at-large of Mississippi Today. Hey, today we've been talking with Will Crossley, the president of the historic Piney Woods Country Life School. Um, Dr. Crossley, thank you so much for joining us today. It's good to talk to you. I trust that you made it through the winter storm okay. Um, And, you know, you were pretty lucky. I guess everybody on campus is pretty, like Michelle was talking about earlier, everybody's good at surviving. So y'all probably made it through okay. Yeah, everyone is everyone is everyone is safe. We, um, you know, we we are a sustainable learning community, and um, and so we have our own water system and that kind of thing. So, you know, we're dealing with some things that, that some other folks are dealing with, with some uh, water repair, pipe maintenance, and things of that nature. When you have a deep freeze like that, but um, but but everyone is safe um, and and healthy, and so. Um, we're really pleased um, to um, to come through it um, in a in a healthy way. For people that aren't familiar with Piney Woods, and of course, if they've ever driven from say Jackson down to Hattiesburg, you know you're about 20 miles southeast of 
Jackson on Highway 49. You can see it off to the left if you're going south. You can see some of the some of the buildings that you have. It's 2,000 acres, which is I, I would think a very handy thing to have in the middle of a pandemic a little bit. But what I thought was interesting about Piney Woods, it's only one of four remaining historic African American boarding schools in the country. You're the largest. Tell us a little bit about its mission and, and what you hope to achieve. Yeah, so, um, you know, our mission is to provide educational excellence in the Christian community. Um, and we do so with this belief that, that all of our students can learn, um, develop a strong work ethic, and lead an extraordinary life of responsible citizenship. And, you know, all those things. Um, matter um, tremendously for us. You mentioned earlier uh, the work program that we have down uh, at the school, and a strong work ethic um, has always been core to uh, one of the things we strive for uh, in our young people since our very beginning, uh, 1909, Lawrence Jones. We've had agriculture as a part of our uh, program, not not simply because we thought it would be fancy to do so, in some ways out of necessity, right? In some ways out of our our effort to be that sustainable learning community. And so um, and so we've been able to do that. And over the years, of course, that's resulted in um, a farm um, that you can see. I think we have um, approximately 70-plus head of cattle uh, out uh, on the farm now. And, and so we have the ability to uh, grow some of our own food. We have the ability to um, you know, harvest some of our own water, as I mentioned earlier. And um, and we're using all of those things as teaching tools um, for our students. And so in our science classes, right, we take up what's happening on the farm. There's all kinds of biology and so forth that's happening on the farm. I'm really excited about a renewed 4-H program that we have going on. Similarly, if you, if you think about what we're doing with our, uh, our, our work program and our infrastructure, replacing the pipes, um, you know, we don't call in big companies when we have to do some of that kind of work. Um, a lot of times our, our craftsmen, our, our master plumbers, it gets a group of students together and we use it as a teaching opportunity opportunity to go show them how we take out an old pipe and replace it with a with a new pipe. And and so that kind of living, that kind of living and learning model has been a part of who Piney Woods has been from a very start. It's still part of who we are today. That, that's just, that's amazing. That really is. And, and I was, A, I was thinking, hmm, maybe the city of Jackson might be able to might be giving you a call after this show. <laughs> um, they could probably use your help. But but number two, I mean, if you grow up in a, in a it, say you grow up in the middle of the inner city or whatever, and you come down there and suddenly you're helping birth birth a calf, that's a pretty big shock. But it, it sounds like that over time that that strict discipline is pays off, and it sounds like it paid off in your life too. No, it, look, it's a, it's it's a um, it's certainly new. It certainly it it can be seen as a big turn. But I'd look at it a different, a slightly different way, especially today. I think Piney Woods is needed more than ever, and and, yeah. and here's why. I think these the uh, sort of traditional school day hours for some of our young people are some of the most what I'll call irrelevant times uh, that young people. And what I mean by that is that our young people have access to the entire world through the Internet, through their phones, through all these devices, and they're, they're always in spaces of relevancy. They're always in things that they care about. They search. They Google. They do all of these things, and then they get to school, and we put something in front of them that they know nothing about, tell them to read it and answer the questions at the end. Yeah. Well, instead of that approach 
what we do is try to take the approach of helping our students to live out the very thing we want them to learn. When I was in the eighth grade at Piney Woods in biology class, I was taken to the farm one day and there was a veterinarian there. And with the class standing around, there were maybe 15 of us in the class, our teacher, veterinarian, our farm manager. Um, at those days, we had pigs and um, we, we don't have pigs now, but we had pigs in those days. And uh, he proceeded, one of the pigs had died, gotten sick and died. He proceeded to dissect the pig right in front of us to do an autopsy on the pig right in front of us. He pointed out to us parts of the pig and, uh, you know, did the comparison to the pig versus the human. You know, yes, we also have these parts and so forth. It, he didn't have, he did, but he didn't have to mention that, yeah, and we, could, we eat all of this stuff in the pig as well. Uh, but, but, but he did all of that. And he explained that the reason he wanted to do all of that on site was he wanted to find out if the other pigs needed to be treated immediately. And so it became a learning experience that was real for us and real for the farm. But it also, unlike any other class where they may have just written something on a board or told you to copy it down from your iPad, it also became an experience that I won't ever forget in life. And it's those kinds of experiences that we try to imprint upon our young people so that they're learning not for the moment, not to regurgitate it on the test, but they're learning a lesson that they'll have with them for life. That sounds like actually something I wished I had experienced. Uh, that really sounds like a great – you're right. I mean, now if you put kids today in a classroom and make them stare at the board, there just nothing kind of goes in, and that's perfect. We're talking with President Will Crossley's Piney Woods Country Life School you know, speaking of presidents, Lawrence C. Jones founded the school and was the president forever. I mean, you're the only fifth president in the 109 or how many years of Piney Woods' existence. And he was just a force of nature, <laughs> really was. And he's buried right there on the campus. I, I was wondering, when you walk past the cemetery, do you ever, like, ask him questions or anything like that or any guidance? Because it really was amazing the impact that he had. Uh, not only on the school, but also on Mississippi uh, during a very uh, tumultuous time. He was absolutely, absolutely a force to be uh, reckoned with, Lawrence C. Jones, yeah, 112 years ago, actually. And he started this little school. It's interesting because he went to a, you know, a little-known place to educate students, uh, you know, who were essentially uh, forgotten about, who were thought not to be worthy of an education at all. And, you know, that took some guts. That took some, some doing. And so, and so we honor him. We honor that legacy. Uh, about nine years into the work, he was talking about the school and talking about education uh, generally um, at a church here in Mississippi, and uh, others in the community heard him talking, and they said to him, "You're you're you're riling up black people. Don't think they use the term black people, but said you're riling up uh, 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 black people." And um, after his third day of that of that session. They, they actually attempted to lynch him. They took him out from the church, uh, fashioned a noose, placed it around his neck, set him on a, a pile of trash that they were going to burn to burn his body uh, after they hung him, hung him up. And they made, a, made one last move, which ultimately saved his life, which is they asked him if he had any final words. And Lawrence Jones began to talk to them about the work that he was doing, and not just the work he was doing, but also the people who were backing him in this state and elsewhere. And one of the men who had one of the men who had gathered the lynch mob, a very prominent person, 
um, actually began to hear some names of some folks who he knew. And it was at that moment that he decided, well, maybe Piney Woods is not what they all had thought it to be. And they eventually um, not only let him, let, took the noose from around his neck, but that same gentleman ended up passing uh, his hat amongst the crowd, the crowd there that had assembled to lynch him. And they actually raised $40 for the Piney Wood School uh, on that night. And so I, I don't have the oratory prowess of a Lawrence e. Jones, but my, I wish I did. Um, he, he went on to be very involved in the starting and implementation of Mississippi School for the Blind here. Uh, you know, Piney Woods was the only school for blind, was at that time they called blind colored students in, in the state. And uh, working with Helen Keller in the state of Mississippi, they created the Mississippi School for the Blind as an integrated school. And on and on, uh, he's involved in some of the standing up of when, when Jackson State became a teacher's college and, and more. And so, um, yeah, so Lawrence E. Jones, uh, we, we uh, pay great honor to twice a year not only do I go by his grave site, but I take the entire school community to the grave site. That's on our Founders Day, where we remember those who have gone before us. Lawrence e. Jones, his wife, Grace, who did this work with him for several decades before she passed, and many other people who sacrificed uh, over many years. We, we give them honor on that day. And then on graduation day, I take our seniors to that space and talk to them about the investment that Lawrence, Grace Jones, and others who, on whose shoulders they now stand. And so as they go out into the world, it's our hope that they will go out knowing that they now have an obligation to pass it forward. We have Rolani from Hattiesburg on the line uh, has a comment or question for you. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I just wanted to make a comment. I am just so happy to hear the president. Uh, my sons went to Pinewood. Uh, we lived in a small community about two hours northwest of New York City, and I found my boys being tracked. By mistake, by error, uh, I had two that were in the same grade, and the the girl had homework and the boy didn't. I wanted to know, well, you know, why don't you have homework? So I took off work, went went out to the school, and found out my sons were being tracked. I didn't even know what tracked meant at the time, but I called Piney Woods and I I asked them, how soon can you get uh, someone pick up someone at the airport in Jackson? And I took my boys out of that 1,200 K through 12 system, and even, and this is in mid-70s, this is the 70s, my two sons graduated from Pinewood, and uh, one is now a retired uh, training officer for the city of Miami Police, and he is back in Mississippi, and my youngest son is back in Mississippi, does his own business. And I just can't say enough good things about Pinewood. My grand uncles and aunt went to Pinewood, and I had a grand aunt that was 91, and I wanted to meet her. I didn't remember her the last time she had come to Mount Carmel, Mississippi, and she lived in, in uh, California. And I went to see her, and she told the story of when the Wright brothers came to Jackson. And Piney Woods took the students. They had to stand back. They couldn't go down to the plane, but they got a chance to see it and and be part of that event. Mm -hmm. And my oldest son even ran the farm for a while before he went into the Marines after he graduated there at Piney Woods. So Piney Woods is, is in our family, uh, and I've had many, many family members. I still have a family member who who's there. She was a hall, and and you will get a check from it. it oh, might. Wow. I don't have any money, but I will send a little bit. Well, that that's amazing. I'm so glad to hear your story. 
Um, I'd love to get your information, so we could, not over the radio, I assume, but uh, yes. so that we can follow up with you. You know, you could give us a call at 601-845-2214 and, um, and just share that information with us. And I'd love to I'd follow up with you personally if you do that. Um, and I appreciate you sharing that story with us. Yeah. That was wonderful. Oh, well, thank that you was very much. Thank, thank you. you. And you will hear from me, okay? Thank you for the call and I so do much. support public radio. That's why I call every once in a while. Well, we definitely appreciate you doing that. So thank you so much. We're going to wrap up our conversation with President Will Crossley of Piney Woods Country Life School. So stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, you can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. And this is today. And today we've had the pleasure, I mean really the pleasure, it's been a great show today, to sit down with President Will Crossley of Piney Woods Country Life School. And we're going to go straight into a call. We have May from Greene County. May, welcome to the show and thank you for calling. Thank you for taking my call. I would like to express my experience with Piney Woods School. This was back in 1994. Uh, my son attended uh, summer school. Um, to give you a little background, um, he, he has not, he had not been adjudicated with the legal system, um, but I see that he was was gathering uh, with a crowd of uh, kids that were skipping school and not getting his homework and so forth. Uh, his dad had uh, left. So I went to pick him up that summer, and I met with this guy. I don't know his name now. However, um, I wanted to, to send my son to Piney Wood School. So the guy told, asked my son if he wanted to go to school there. My son naturally said no. He was defiant. He was 15 at the time. And this person said, well, if he doesn't want to go to school here, I'm not going to make him. But in hindsight, if I had a new then what I know now, I would have just fell out there on the ground. I mean, I would have gathered attention and spoke to someone higher. Yeah. Right. So, I, but I, I do want to, I do want to respond to that if I could. Sure. Um, just, just from, uh, from uh, this standpoint, I'm, I'm really glad uh, the caller called because I think sometimes people have a misinterpretation uh, about who we are. As I traveled around the state of Mississippi, particularly, and um, uh, different places. Uh, there's some folks who have an idea 
that Piney Woods is a school for quote unquote bad kids. That's a uh, that that's not true. In fact, as the caller just mentioned a moment ago, when asked if you want to go to Piney Woods, and if a student is not interested in coming to Piney Woods, we're not a place that a student can be forced to come to or to stay. Right? We're a school of opportunity. We have been a school of opportunity since we were founded in 1909. We're still a school of opportunity in 2021. That's who we are. That's what our mission is about. And so there's often this notion that uh, my kid just needs good discipline. I'm going to send them to Piney Woods because Piney Woods will spread them straight. Well, no, actually, unfortunately, I sad to say that we often have to send some of those kids right back home because they've come to our school uh, for the wrong reason or with the wrong thought in mind. And so, um, and so I think the caller's call does, um, does, does give us an opportunity just to make it clear about who we are as a school um, and what we do. But if you have a student who is looking for an opportunity and is not finding that opportunity in their uh, hometown, wherever they might be, you should consider Piney Woods as it made a difference for so many more. We continue to make a difference for students today, um, but we are a school of opportunity and uh, will continue to be so. I know fundraising is a big part of what you do and it's a big part of your job. And I but say another great Lawrence um, Jones story is about how he went on the TV show, This Is Your Life, and told everybody in the audience to send him a dollar. And I think it raised like $700,000 back in the 50s, which was a ton of money to create a foundation. But you know, I mean, I, do, I know that obviously you guys need money and you're, you're doing that part, but where do you see the school in, say, five or ten years? Because I know your mission is – some of it's very backwards-looking in the way of, of working on the farm and so forth like that, which I don't really necessarily think is backwards-looking, but you know what I mean. But you also have virtual reality headsets for the kids, too. So, I mean, where do you see the school in, in say, ten years? Yeah, so in 10 years, as we were 10 years ago, we'll still be a school of opportunity, um, as I talked about. And um, I, I'm extraordinarily glad you um, asked the question because I, I mentioned earlier we're building this sustainable learning community. Um, we talked a little bit about growing some of our own food on our farm or um, our own wells that supply our water. You know, we, we've thought about what does this look like for the 21st century? And one of the things we decided is, well, why, why can't we start harvesting some of our own energy? And so, in fact, we have now started a solar farm um, there on the Piney Woods campus with a gift from Tesla, um, a car company. Um, we have now installed um, 350 uh, solar panels, and um, that's, that completes phase one um, of our solar work. So we actually supply... Um, between 15 on a given day, between 15 and 20 percent of our energy usage, we supply through our own solar array. Um, and so we're going to be working, um, and when I say we, I'm including our students in that. We're going to be working to expand that. And so that same notion of head, hands, and heart is also um, included in how we think about um, our future. Um, you know, the farm is not just about growing food. But the farm is also about entrepreneurship. 
and many of our young people we've seen go into entrepreneurial ventures. And so you heard um, uh, you heard the, the one caller mention um, having someone going into training the police force and then someone else running a farm, um, uh, both entrepreneurial thinking, but in both fields require entrepreneurial thinking. We see that often in our young people. And so uh, entrepreneurship is a core part of some of the work that we're doing. We're soon to, to relaunch a uh, community-supported agriculture uh, subscription service there, which will, um, which will be uh, put together by our students. Our students are actually working on a business plan um, that will be a part of that effort. They'll work on the marketing aspect of that work. And um, they'll also work on, of course, the production and the sale. And so um, it's continuing this sustainable learning community is, is what we're about. And continuing this opportunity is what we want to do. We hope people will help us do it. Well, thank they you for joining us today. We have run out of time, but I, this was a great show. And thank you so much for being with us, President Crossley. Thank you for joining us today as well. Coming up next is... Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit with Josie Bidwell. And join us next week at 10 a.m. for more great conversations. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.